Hello, my beautiful beings of life. Today, this episode is all going to be based around this idea that it's actually not too late. I want you to finish this episode with this idea that all these things that you want to do with your time, that you want to do with your life, experiences that you want to have, I want you to feel that maybe for like maybe there's a handful of things that it actually is too late for and I'll go into that in a second. But for most of it, I want you to feel like stop that mentality that you're getting too old or that it's too late or that you're too old for that or that you should do something that's age appropriate. You're going to throw all that shit out the window and you're going to have a new attitude toward all these things. That is my goal for today's episode, okay? Um, I don't have a brain fact for you today. Sorry about that. I've been pretty consistent with my brain facts. I'm a bit bummed that I didn't plan one for today's episode, but that's okay. We'll get back into it. Guns blazing as of next episode. Little life update, not a whole lot. Just living large, loving life. Um, Trying to sort my shit out for this Euro trip. And I really need to make sure that I'm guys. It's so confusing trying to figure out what it is that I need to enter Europe as far as like, you know, vaccination certificates and this health form that you got to fill out and is everything up to date. So lol, um, wish me luck is all I have to say. Essentially, wish me luck. Hopefully I can get my shit together. One thing I do have is a very up-to-date passport. So I'm very thrilled at my 2020 self that decided to renew a passport in the height of COVID because I was like, knowing me, the moment I can get the fuck to another country, I am going to jump on that. So huge round of applause for the Alexis of 2020. That was, you know, an interesting year, but the one good thing I did was to renew my passport. Actually, and launch the podcast. So two pretty good things I did in 2020. Anyway, let's get into the topic of today. It's going to be intense. It's going to be good times. Hopefully, it's going to be motivating. Now, when I talk about motivation versus drive, this is a time that I want you to feel motivated. For me, Motivation is one of those things that you never rely on, but it's a fantastic tool to get you in the zone to plan things, to get excited about something, to think about what the the result could be, to think about how interesting or intense or whatever the journey could be. Motivation is absolutely something that when it's there, you want to milk as much as you can because you don't know how long it's going to last. But when there's opportunity to motivate yourself, 100% go for it. I'm all for it. I just don't like motivation in the sense of like, oh, I'm only going to do this when I'm feeling motivated because it's very unreliable. It's a flaky as fuck friend. That's how I look at motivation. It's a great friend. You're a good fucking time, but you're flaky and unreliable. So I'm not going to have you as like my daily person to lean on. You're just going to be, you know, a good times party kind of friend. So this episode, we're having a good times party with our friend motivation. And I want you to get into a really good headspace around the things that you want to do with your life, whether you've started them, whether you haven't, whether you've done them, whether you want to, doesn't matter. Let's get straight into it. So the first thing that I want to talk about is this concept of aging and this resistance towards aging and a fear of aging. Because I think that this idea of aging is what stops you from taking action because you think that you're getting too old or that you're already old to do something based on kind of the social constructs or parameters that you yourself have put in place, which most of the time is just some construct that you've created in your head or other people have created that doesn't actually exist, right? And it can actually get so paralyzing that it stops people from even starting something, you know, and and they think, oh, no, I'm too old for that. Or a lot of people think, oh, by the time I finish that, I'm going to be, you know, this age. You know, for example, if you were to start a degree at 33, 
let's say it takes you four years, you're thinking, oh my God, you know, I'm starting a degree at 33, then I'll be 37 when I finish. Like, hopefully, you will have the opportunity to live to 37 and beyond, right? So instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to be old by the time I finish that, you're saying, well, I'm planning on being here for a long time. So given that, what am I going to do with the time that I'm here? And that's going to change your perspective around, should I be doing this? I'm going to be old. Old is a construct that you've created in your head. I know people that behave so fucking old and they're in their 20s and all they do is whinge and whine about the fact that they're expiring and, oh, I'm old, oh, I'm 27 and I'm look, I look old old fuck off right and then I know people that are in their 80s who are more youthful than people I know in their 20s age is your behavior it is how you behave and I'll go into it in a little bit but how you approach aging from a from an emotional and psychological standpoint actually influences the rate of aging and it influences the degeneration or rate of degeneration in your brain okay so based on the people that are more um, optimistic, that are generally more positive, that are willing to learn and have this youthful, curious approach to life are the ones that have a much uh, later degeneration in their life. So instead of their brain degenerating, this is if it degenerates, mind you, not everyone goes through a de- like a crazy, you know, not everyone gets a neurodegenerative disease, but if you, if someone who doesn't, you know, is always, I'm old, I'm going to give up, I'm going to retire really young, and then I'm going to sit there and just wait for life to pass me by. Someone like that, if they get, if they do get a, let's say, dementia, the onset of dementia or the the visible, noticeable symptoms of dementia can start 15 years before that person dies. Someone that's, you know, constantly using their brain, constantly, you know, exploring life, having this, you know, curious, positive, can-do attitude, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that. They might have gotten the dementia earlier, but they don't notice the symptoms until the last couple of years of their life because they've got all this cognitive reserve and cognitive reserve comes from being curious and positive and willing to start new things, willing to learn new things. The better your cognitive reserve, the the healthier your brain is as long as possible. And when you do get symptoms of degeneration, it's at the very, very, very end of your life instead of the last 15 years being this really tragic demise, okay? So it's fucking important and it is a state of mind. And this even comes down when it comes to recovering from a brain injury. The people that recover the fastest are the ones that have an optimistic outlook. So your mood and your emotions very heavily influence what is going in in your brain, uh, your cognitive reserve and the rate of repair when something happens to your brain. So this episode is basically um, trying to change how you approach your life, your attitude towards life, your attitude towards your abilities and the time you have on earth. Because you can milk every second and every day and remind yourself kindly, not in a scary way, that you are mortal and your time here is not a forever thing. Or you can think, oh, well, fuck, I'm getting old now. I'm, you know, nearly 30. How tragic. I'm so old. Whinge, 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 and then feel irrelevant and then complain that the younger generation just doesn't understand you and then you get fucking old and then you die. So it's, it's a choice. Now, let's eliminate the things that you are actually too old for, like what I mentioned. If you haven't already started practicing ballet and you're in your 20s, you're not going to be a professional ballerina, likely. Hey, maybe you can and surprise me and I'd love to hear from you write me a letter. But there's a few things that you absolutely can't do, right? But let's look at realistically 
what you're not too old for. I've written a list, a long list, okay? Things that you're not too old for. You're not too old for change. Learning something. Changing a habit or a pattern in your life. Changing your style or your appearance. Changing aspects of your personality. Turning your health around. Turning your mental health around. Becoming more carefree. Becoming a spontaneous person. Starting a new career. Buying that one-way ticket. Moving to that other city. Doing something alone. Starting a new hobby. Mastering a new skill. Finding a new passion. Ending or entering a relationship. Making new friends. And lastly, and most importantly, being happy. Okay? You're not too old for any of those things that I just mentioned. When it comes to doing the things that you have always wanted to do or the things that you desire, it's never too late and it's never too old. You might have to alter a few things based on your life situation, but it's never too late. Now, I remember that I used to fear aging so much in my early 20s. I think I was like pretty susceptible to this idea that we have an expiry date. And I think women in particular feel this way based on you have to pack in as much as possible before you, you know, want to start a family. And then God forbid you you don't find someone to start a family until a certain age. And then what if you're not even wanting a child at this age? And then what do you do when you've got a uterus that, you know, can't be producing children for the whole life. So this idea of like, because I have an expiry date on when I can have children, I've got to look at my career. And, and it was kind of something that played on my mind so much more in my early 20s than it does today. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I have a partner. It, I changed this mentality when I was around 29-ish, 30. Around 29, 30 is when it really changed to the extent that I was genuinely happy thinking if I find a partner or not, if I have children or not, I know that I'm capable of being truly, truly happy no matter what happens. But back then, I would compare myself to the people around me based on their age to determine if I was doing okay for my age based on what I had achieved thus far or if I felt that I was falling behind. So I would look at, you know, my friends, my colleagues, people around me, people that were doing my career but they were a lot younger and it would play on my mind thinking like, oh my God, they're three years younger but we're doing the same thing. Does this mean that I'm falling behind or does this mean that I'm too old for this thing? And it would really kind of do my head in but that kind of mentality was only hurting me and was probably only obvious to me. And it would make me feel that I wasn't doing enough or I wasn't doing something fast enough and it made me question myself and my abilities and was there a point to what I was doing? Should I change what I'm doing? Should I just give up on this thing? Should I, should I not, should I, right? And when a relationship would break down, I would feel back then that I was back at square one. It felt in a way when I was in my 20s that a relationship determined my progress in my life, which is crazy to think about because they're two completely separate things. Your life trajectory and where you're headed as a person and the growth that you have has nothing and should have nothing to do with the person that you are dating, okay? They're two completely separate things. You should always be on a path of, you know, working on your relationship with yourself and your abilities and your life experience independently to nurturing your relationships outside of that, okay? You should never feel that all your eggs are in that basket of a partner and children because if you feel that way, then you're going to feel fucking back at square one. You're going to feel redundant when, you know, if or when, you know, the relationships break break down or once your children move out of home, if everything in your life and your journey is tied to somebody external from you, then you are going to feel these feelings. The more you realise that 
relationships, no matter how close they are to you, including the ones you have with your children, which is probably the closest relationship you're ever going to have, that those relationships do not and should not determine your relationship with yourself and your experience through life, okay? They have to be nurtured separately. Don't bunch it all together and think, oh, I can be happy if I'm a mother. That's not how it works. And speak to many mothers and you'll understand that there are many mothers out there that have a phenomenal relationship with their child, but they don't have a good relationship with themselves and they are depressed or anxious or sad or they might feel like they have no purpose outside of being a mother, okay? So they're two separate things. So what I recommend you do is say to yourself, how accessible is my inner child right now? Because there's a lot, we all start off as children, obviously, toddlers, we're all excited, we all are fun-loving, we all are way more spontaneous and more exciting than all of that is we are curious, we're willing to learn, we're willing to make mistakes, that's the inner child. So you've got to ask yourself, how much have I suppressed this part of me or how much of it am I nurturing? Because if you're someone that's always nurturing that side of you, then you're probably going to feel like quite a young, fun-loving I love life kind of person till the very end of your life, till you're in your 90s, right? You could be feeling that way, but that is determined by how close you feel to that inner child. That's at the surface. Now, if you've shut it down and if you've decided, oh, I've got to be serious, everything has to be serious, I'm an adult now, you can turn that around. You can always be curious. You can always find the fun in something. You can always be playful, okay? We don't know what the purpose of life is, but I'm sure – it's got to do with having a good time because why the fuck else are we here if it's not to enjoy the process and to enjoy the experience? When you shut off that connection to that side of your of who you are and your personality, because that always exists within you, it's how, how much have you pushed it down. When you shut off the connection, that is when you start to age, okay? It's not the years that you've lived, it's your relationship to that side of you. Now, I was watching this episode of Married at First Sight and mind you, Disclaimer, I don't believe pretty much most of what is on that show just because it's very heavily edited. It's made for entertainment. I get that. I think most of us get that. However, I was watching an episode and whether this woman actually feels that way or not, it is a reflection of people that I do know in my life. So I'm not even going to reference her name. But she kept referring to her age because she really wanted children and that was her thing. And she mentioned that she was like 35 or 36. She probably mentioned it like so many times just in one episode in all these different scenes and different settings. She was constantly mentioning her age and it consumed her. It was all she could talk about when she referred to herself, okay? And again, fair enough, it's edited. But I also, I know people like this and I'm sure you do too. They're so consumed with this timeline in their life that it doesn't leave any space for that for that exploration of life and all the other potential avenues that you could go down. Sometimes you're so consumed by a path that you should be on that you shut off all these possibilities for all these other paths that could lead you to where you want to go regardless, right? So you could be thinking, oh, I can't be doing that or I can't be doing that. I need to find my partner so I can have children. So then you think I've got to be on this path. But what if buying that fucking one-way ticket and quitting your job and going to the thing ends up being the path that leads you there anyway? It's this idea that don't be so cemented on it has to be this way in this order in order for me to experience what I want to experience. You've got to be chasing the feelings that you want to be feeling now. 
Why is it that you want to have a partner and a family? Is it for security? Is it because you want to feel fulfilled? Is it because you want to feel like you have a purpose? All these things you can be working on now without a partner and without children, okay? Now ask yourself, are you someone, separate to all of that, are you someone that thinks that people need to dress age appropriate. That's another kind of, um, it's another block that you've created in your head. If you judge someone being like, they're not dressed age appropriate, what is age appropriate? It's a construct that you've created in your head, right? And when you judge someone for how they're dressed based on their age, right, that is a belief and that is a discomfort that exists in your head, not their head, your head. You carry that with you, not them. So you're there judging them, maybe laughing behind their back. But that that's just that experience only exists in your head. That person is living their best life wearing a crop top at the age of 80 and you're having a bad time about it, right? If someone wants to judge me, go right ahead because that judgment lives in their head, not mine. So I'm not suffering, not my problem. If you think that my clothes are not age appropriate, if you want to create these parameters, go right ahead. But the only person you end up hindering with those small-minded thoughts is yourself. Because then as you start to age, you think, oh, oh, I've got to, I've got to comply with this idea that I have of aging. And the moment you turn 40, you can't wear this. The moment you turn 60, you can't wear that. You can't do this. You can't do that. Where does that belief exist? In your head and in the heads of people that think similar to you. But the person who's out there wearing whatever the fuck they want that's, you know, saying that they're not dressing age appropriate, they're the ones having a good time. And that thought that you're feeling, whether you're laughing at them or judging them, only exists within your head. And I was talking to my friend Lizzie the other day and she mentioned this really because I was talking about this podcast that I was planning. And she said, well, you know that saying, mutton dressed as lamb. So mutton dressed as lamb, if you haven't heard it before, it revolves around it's, it's what you say to someone who's older, normally again a woman, saying that they are too old and they're wearing clothes of a younger woman. Okay, but the saying mutton dressed as lamb actually started as a positive thing. So back in the day, don't know when, but back in the day, a prince was asked about if he liked the look of some young girls. And he said he didn't like the look of young girls. He preferred mutton dressed as lamb, as in he preferred a woman who was older, who dressed youthful over a young lady. So not that the fucking opinion of a prince matters. Take from that what you want. But what I'm saying is that that statement that is today used to put women down based on how they dress inappropriate for their age was actually intended to be a compliment towards older women wearing what they want, whether it's quote-unquote youthful or not. So basically, people can get fucked is what I'm trying to say as far as their opinions on what you wear at what age, okay? That's up to you. And you can choose to, to slot into that construct or not. It's a choice. Now, the next really important thing that you need to figure out about yourself is, is your identity tied to your youth, as in age-wise, your youth? If your value as a person is tied to things that are around being young, your appearance, etc., then you likely will feel that you are a ticking time bomb. But if you can change that, and make your identity around the things that 
a part of you, no matter your age, something that you have earned, something that you have learned, something you have created, something that can't be bought, borrowed or stolen, then you're going to feel less pressured by this idea that you're a ticking time bomb. If your value, let's say that you're like a knockout 10 out of 10, hottest person ever, whatever, and everyone's always said, you're so beautiful, you're so beautiful, and that's only the compliment you've ever gotten, you're probably going to feel that this is a very fragile thing that you have and you've got to hold on to it tight and milk it while you can because then what's going to happen? And then you're really going to fear aging because everyone always talks to you about your beauty and how stunning you are. And oh my God, you know, everyone looks at you. You're amazing. You're this, you're that. Look how hot you are. That's a problem, right? Because that is now your identity. And and if you believe that and if you follow that, And if you think, well, yeah, that is my currency, that is how I attract people, that is how I get what I want, then you're going to fear what happens when that goes away. You want to shift your attention and make your identity about the things that's only ever going to keep increasing in your life, like your ability to make someone feel good, your ability to learn new things, getting good at a skill, earning something. Those things don't fade easily at all, okay? Those things are stuck with you for a long time and people can't steal that off you. You can't buy it. It has to be earned. And that is what makes you feel on purpose throughout your entire life, no matter what your age. There are people that have made it in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s. There are people that have made it in their 80s. You become irrelevant if you believe that you are irrelevant. You become old when what you identify with is no longer the biggest part of your life and you feel irrelevant, right? If you think that your identity is being a mum and that is your sole purpose in life, then you're going to get a really harsh shock when your children move out and aren't calling you every day because they just don't need you as much as they used to. You're going to feel irrelevant if you have made that your sole identity. If you maintain a multifaceted approach to your life and your identity and if you have all these different parts of your identity that pertain to you, and not to others, then you're always going to feel relevant. You have so much to offer at every age, at every stage of your life, but you determine the extent of that, okay? You determine if you're going to hold back and not offer anything to yourself and to others, or if you're going to go all out and milk every day for what it's worth. You have to be playful like a child. You have to be curious. You have to be willing to learn, okay? And you've got to find things that you love doing and spend time doing those things, whether they're a source of income or not, whether you think that it's part of your purpose or not, right? If you think that the best days are behind you, they probably are because that's what you think. You can't be in the moment and working towards great things if you think that your days are done and gone. You're just going to be sitting there waiting for someone to visit you or waiting to die or waiting for, you know, what the next thing, waiting for your children to have children so you can relive your, you know, identity as a carer again. And as you guys know, we act according to our beliefs and our actions strengthen those beliefs. So you need to change your pattern of behavior and you need to change how you talk about yourself so you can start changing your beliefs. And this happens by challenging this belief one thought at a time, okay? Next thing I want you to do is to change your source of inspiration, okay? If you want to feel redundant, then hang out with people who feel redundant, If you want to feel like you have an expiry date and that your uterus determines your age or that your appearance determines your youthfulness or your worthiness, then hang out with people that feel the same way, okay? That's your decision. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can do that, okay? But if you want to be inspired at any age, go and learn about people who have gone against what you think is normal. Google it, YouTube it, learn about people that have changed their careers or made it in their 50s or 80s. 
If you can't meet them, then read about them, okay? If you can meet them, fucking meet them and talk to them. Listen to their stories. Listen to their interviews. Surround your awareness with what you want to be. The more you are exposed to this, the more realistic it becomes for you. It becomes really natural when your awareness is surrounded by people that inspire you and make you think, wow, that's actually doable for me. That's realistic for me. When something becomes realistic, your mindset and your ability to stick something out for longer and your ability to put yourself out there without this feeling of fear is increased, okay? And ask yourself, if you feel that aging is the worst thing that could ever happen, ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Who or what makes me feel that way? Maybe I need to change what I'm exposed to. Maybe I need to do a bit of a cleanse on my social media feed. Maybe I need to broaden my circles and my hobbies and the media that I'm consuming. People feel that they're too old, age faster. Because when something goes wrong in their bodies, for example, they'll put it down to aging. They'll be like, oh, my knees have gone, oh, fucking getting old. Instead of thinking, well, maybe I'm not eating enough fucking omega-3 oils and that's why my knees are a bit dodgy. Just do a bit of rehab and then I'm good to go. I'm better than ever. It's, it depends how you approach it, right? And someone who thinks, oh, I'm aging, oh, it's just, you know, that's just the, the fucking course of aging. When they're fucking 35, they will put something that's not age-related down to aging instead of thinking, oh, this is something that can be healed or fixed or reversed. So they don't try and change it because, oh, well, it's due to aging. And then that's kind of this, this um, cascading effect where one problem causes another problem causes another problem and it's kind of this give up surrendering to oh I'm aging when it doesn't have to be that way like I said before your mind and your outlook and your attitude will determine your aging process okay how you use your brain will slow down the aging process dramatically okay how you behave every day how you interact with people every day will can make you feel younger or can make you feel older. Go and read the book Lifespan by Dr. David Sinclair and he talks a lot about that and attitudes and this inner child and how all of that is responsible for your aging process or how you experience the process of aging through your life, okay? Because your mind is like, you know, as we all understand the placebo effect, your mind can be responsible for curing yourself of many things for healing psychological and physical things but you must be willing you must be willing to see things differently and you have to be willing to become an optimist about your future and your own capabilities and abilities and if you can't do those things if you can't change how you view your aging process then you're gonna fucking age prematurely and there's a huge difference between being an optimist and being somebody who's like toxic positivity. I have an episode. It is episode number 103 and it's called Why Toxic Positivity Won't Make You Happy But What Will Instead. That is the episode if you want to know more about my kind of thought process behind that. But there is a difference between being having toxic positivity and being optimistic. When I say optimistic, it's not turning around to someone that's depressed and saying, have you tried being happy? That's not what I'm talking about. Or like just smile when someone's actually having a meltdown and they need to address their feelings. What I mean when I say optimistic is don't use universal language for something that's not universal as an example. So don't say I'm a failure when you failed at one thing last year. Okay, it's all about saying, it's all about changing your language around your abilities and saying, it's possible for me to do this thing. This is a possibility. I'm willing to try. 
I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to have an open mind. That's what I mean about being optimistic. When someone says, oh, have you tried doing this for you? It might, it might really help this. Not shutting them down, being like, look, maybe I'll give that a go. Or no, I haven't tried that, but I am willing to do something to help, you know, heal this thing or to help my fucking knee or to have what It's very, very different to toxic positivity, okay? So that's what I mean about optimism. It's being open to change, being open to new ideas, being open to something new, being open to suggestions. Another thing I want you to do, the last thing, is to change your language around and change a few things that you do around how you view your aging process, okay? So I, for one, have promised myself that I'm never, and I did this when I was like 29 or whatever, that I was never going to be ashamed of my age and never going to be ashamed to tell people my age. This is such a bad trend that has gone on for decades and decades to not mention your age and that you can't mention your age because people think that like other people's opinion of them will go down if they're quote-unquote too old. Do we not realise that it is a privilege to age? It's a privilege to experience life. And the alternative of all of that is death, right? Death. I don't care if I look 33 or if I look younger than 33 or older than 33. I'm here, aren't I? I'm here experiencing my life. I'm happy. Am I not? And the rest is all superficial fun stuff. If I look good, if I you know make myself look good, whatever, that's fun. And I enjoy it. I enjoy putting makeup on. I enjoy whatever. But that is not what makes me think, oh, I'm worthy or not based on if I look youthful or not today. Stop saying that you're old. I don't care what age you are. If you say to someone, I'm 43, and someone says, wow, 43, oh, you look good for 43. I mean, they're trying to compliment you. So obviously you can be like, yeah, thanks. But you can also say something, you know, like for me, I say, you know, every year I'm older, I love it even more. You know, I love it. This is my favorite age so far. Whatever it is, start to change your language around your age and, oh, I'm embarrassed. Never never say, oh, my God, I don't want to tell you my age. If you're hanging out with someone who's 10 years younger than you, you it's it's a non-event. Just if they ask your age, you just say it. You're like, oh, oh, I know that you're 25. I don't want to tell you my age. Bullshit. Bullshit. You're alive. That's all that matters. So you need to change how you approach, how you talk about your age, how you talk about other people's age, how you view, you know, different age groups and being friends with people across different generations. If you think that people from an older generation are completely different to the younger generation, then when you do step into that older generation, you're probably not going to be trying to have much contact with people in the younger generation, unless they're your children, probably. It's this idea of being able to have good relationships and good friendships across all generations, which is what I do, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So what I want you to do right now, in conclusion, is I want you to write down all the things that are possible for you to do in your lifetime that you either want to do right now or that you may have discarded because you thought, oh, it probably is too late. Write it all down. And then out of those ones, be really strict with yourself. Be really strict being like, which one am I actually too old for? Actually, because, you know, the cutoff age is whatever and I physically can't have that career or whatever. Because there won't be many. You're going to realize that there actually aren't that many things that you're genuinely too old for, Okay. And then look at that list. And these are things you want to be doing. I don't want you writing shit down that you don't give a fuck about. I'm talking about things that you want. And out of those things, what are you going to give yourself the opportunity to do? Because if you could take aging away, if you could eliminate that as a thing, what would you do with your life? Pick your favorite age you've ever lived. 
and emit that energy every year. Let's say, oh, the best year for me was when I was 26. Fuck, I loved that year because I was more carefree. I was this, I was that. Bring that energy back. You don't have to be 26 again, but you can bring that energy from that year back. And if you had that energy from your favorite age or your favorite year, how would you approach these things that you're looking at on the list now? Would you do that course? Would you sign up for this thing? Would you not be thinking, oh my God, but it's four years. Hopefully you live those four years. So just do the fucking thing. If you want to change careers, if you want to X, Y, Z, it's up to you. But the thing that's going to stop you isn't your aging, it's your it's your perception of aging. That's what I want you to realize by the end of this episode. It is not your aging that stops you. It is your perception of aging and what that means to you that will stop you. You are your own worst enemy when it comes to aging, not the aging process itself. We are all mortals. Gently remind yourself of that every once in a while. Milk the time you have on earth. Don't whinge and whine and drag yourself to the finish line, okay? The only time you're too old is when you're dead, okay? And reminding yourself of that the fact that your time on this earth is limited is what gives you this positive sense of urgency to do the things that you want to do. Instead of thinking, I'm too old, you want to think better now than never. That's what you want to be thinking. While you're here thinking my life could have been like this or it could have been like that or I missed the boat on that opportunity, you could be out there right now changing your life situation and you might have missed an opportunity for one thing but why not create an opportunity now for something else, okay? You could be 85 and be starting a new hobby or a new business or a new career. Vera Wang didn't decide that she wanted to be a designer until the age of 40. Harlan Sanders, the guy that founded KFC was broke in his 60s before selling the first ever franchise of KFC. Samuel Jackson was 46 when he got his starring role, his first starring role in Pulp Fiction. Judy Dench didn't become a household name until she was in her 60s. And I learned this the other day, this painter, her name was Grandma Moses, she didn't start painting until she was 76 because she couldn't do embroidery due to her arthritis. And then she became a prolific artist with her art hung in museums around the world. 76 she started and was painting into 80s, well into her 80s. You have the time, but do you have your own support? Are you backing yourself or not? All these people that I just mentioned backed themselves. That's one thing that they did. They didn't sit there thinking they were too old. If they sat there thinking they were too old, none of those names you would even know as a household name. Through your actions and your determination, you can be influenced and you can influence people around you. Or you can sit at home and think about how cruel aging is. Aging is so cruel. It's up to you. Aging is as cruel as you let it be. But one thing is going to be for sure, and that's been proven time and time again, is if you believe yourself to be old, if you start to slow down, your body's going to follow very quickly. Use it or lose it. What happens in your brain when I talk about use it or lose it, the same happens for your body. If you retire, still wake up at 6 a.m. every single morning. Don't sleep in and act like, oh, well, you know, I'm just fucking waiting around now. Wake up with intention every single day. Use your mind and your body every single day so we can stay sharp. Use your capacity to learn. Use every muscle in your body. How you take on every single day is going to determine that. And there might be some things that are not in your control. But to tell yourself that how you age is not in your control is doing yourself the biggest disservice you could ever do. Don't cut your life and your experiences short while you are still existing on this earth, guys. Guys, I hope that that was a motivating little 
nudge for you. Um, just remind yourself every fucking day, use it or lose it, use it or lose it. Um, and that is all for today's episode. I love you guys so much. And shout out to all my beans, all my new listener beans around the world. Absolutely adore you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Also, I still really want to do a TED Talk. So if you've got any contacts here who can get me on a TED Talk stage, holler at your girl. That's one of my bucket list things that I want to do. Um, That is all for today. Love you guys so much. As always, remember, be kind to yourself. Be kind to your brain. Don't take shit from anyone. And especially don't take shit from yourself. Don't care.